All right, so you know, on the black and white thing, we like to have a, a have fun and you know, and and laugh and do that type of thing. But we kind of got into a little bit of a serious topic, so I split this part off. It's just going to be a standalone podcast. We're talking about the NFL and the responsibility of athletes. Uh, you know, putting out messages such as "I can't breathe" or doing the hands up, don't shoot gesture, and just you know, the responsibility of fans as well. So we want y'all to tune in. Listen to what we have to say. Give us some feedback. What do you think? Hit us up on Facebook. You hit me up at facebook.com slash A1LP. Uh, hit me up at twitter.com slash A1LP. And let me know your thoughts, man. Let's dialogue. All right? Cool. As you know, the NFL owners got together this Wednesday, and they have put together a, a new and improved, so they say, uh, collective bargaining agreement um, as it relates to uh, conduct policy issues um, and, you know, also coinciding with that Adrian Peterson has been suspended by the NFL and um, his appeal was denied now an important part of that is the person who denied I believe his name is Harold Henderson was appointed by Roger Goodell is a former NFL employee which Roger Goodell was his boss so I'll two-part question one if you guys know anything and if not you you can skip it if you don't know anything about the first part what do you think about the new CBA and secondly would you have reinstated Adrian Peterson or what do you think about his uh, appeal being not? Um, with Adrian Peterson, uh, I don't think he, I didn't I didn't even have any kind of hope that he would actually his appeal would actually, you know, go through. Like I never I didn't think it was even like a 50-50 type thing. Like I I mean, um, I had more hope with Ray Rice uh getting his appeal. Um, um Yeah, but um and then uh, the I don't really know much about the the CBA. Um, what I do know is um, they make too much money anyway. All of them, everybody in America, um, other than me. So so I'm just gonna be jealous and and hate on that. So but uh, yeah, um, like I said, Peterson. I I mean yeah, I don't I don't see him being denied. I know that you have this Roger Goodell thing, and like pretty much anybody that ever makes a decision has some tie to Roger Goodell. So therefore, you hate that decision. Um. It's not well. It's not that. It's just that it's hard. You know, again, it's hard to trust them from the jump. But it's even harder. It it brings it under further scrutiny if you bring in someone who has ties to you. You know, it's it's harder. It's hard to say. And I know the the. It's probably hard to find anybody that doesn't have ties to Roger Goodell too. But in the Ray Rice case, they fought to get it in front of a a judge. And not so. And this is a, a neutral arbitrator, which has been my whole thing. Of he needs to be removed from from that part. These things need to go to a neutral arbitrator, and then you know it's more of a fair process. Well, go ahead. Um, I guess I'm with you. You know, I didn't think that that the AP thing was going to ever come through. I mean, I think the re- I'll I'll be honest with you. I think the only reason why the Ray Rice thing came through was because he was suspended. I, I think most people forget this. He was only suspended for like two games when right, it first right. went down. And I think that played a large part into why he was actually able to come back in because, you know, the argument was that he was already punished. He, you know, he got his punishment, whatever, whatever. Um, Peterson, I don't know. I think a lot of things come into that too was when he skipped that meeting. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that was a big part of it because he didn't show up to the uh, – to the I don't I don't know if it was a hearing or if it was a meeting I'm not yeah <laughs> yeah I, it's you know part of it he argues that he was he didn't need to be there his counsel told him he didn't need to be there 
so I don't, you know, it's kind of a he he said, she said thing. Yeah, but I mean, you know, if your boss tells you to be somewhere and, and your job depends on it and you're not getting paid right now, you might just go just to be there. I mean, regardless of what it's, what's going down, just show up because that just out of out of a not saying he's disrespectful or anything like that, but that's just out of a respect manner because, you know, that that is the guy that pays you, you know. So here's, um, you know, we had me and them had this argument a while back. Uh, what I talked about, I don't know if I want to watch the NFL anymore um, because, you know, you have a guy who has all this power and he's abusing his power. Um, and I'm back there again uh, with the CBA. You your partners are in this. I mean, granted, Goodell works for the owners, but your partners are the players. So in coming up with this new agreement, you would think you would work with. Your partners, the ones who help make help you make all this money. Right. They don't do that. Right. Then you have, like I said, the circumstances of this Peterson appeal where in the when they suspended him, part of the reason they suspended him is because they said he lacked remorse. Right. And and they were concerned for his kids. And it's just like, well, that's not your job to be concerned for his other children. Well, I mean, I guess the question then is how what what do you need to do to show remorse? I mean, again, how that's. The, the right. One person's way of showing remorse. I'm not a crier. So, you know, I don't cry about a lot of things. And people think that, you know, I joke about a lot of stuff and I don't care about a lot of stuff. But, you know, people say you don't show your feelings on that stuff. So what was he supposed to do? I guess, you know, I don't, I don't know what remorse means from that. Um, I'll say this. I'm glad my mom wasn't an NFL running back because she would have been out for life for the beatings I took as a kid. So, I mean, if, oh, if he got her for that, I would have been done. She would have been done. You know, so I don't know what what does remorse mean? I don't know what that right. means. And so in basically in the appeal and the ruling, I mean, he essentially said that that one that they, the CBA, even though they made this big spectacle of we made these great changes, the, the arbitrator said nothing's really changed. And that he agreed with Goodell's uh, opinion that he didn't show enough remorse. And so the, I'm back there again because, to me, you shouldn't be able to jerk with someone's career like that. You shouldn't be able to, to mess around with someone's career. The NFL is arrogant. I've seen Troy Vincent, a former player who now works in the league offices, say about the new CBA that I was a part of a team that helped come up with a CBA that has the power to make social change. And I'm thinking, how myopic how arrogant how stupid can you be to think that if you have chris carter's ugly mug crying on cue on a commercial that a man who beats his wife all of a sudden go you know what those yeah. sad droopy eyes of chris carter made me realize i shouldn't hit my wife right. anymore i shouldn't hit my girlfriend anymore i'm going to change my life because the nfl says i should and it's just like it's just it's just i i don't like being i don't like my intelligence being insulted um or why are we asking ray lewis you know about uh, uh, your behavior and stuff. This man was almost, you know, put up almost in jail, double murder. I mean, so now you want me to listen to you because why? I mean, you got off because you probably had some really good lawyers and a lot of money. Well, he, he kind of turned state's evidence on his. Boy, okay, so there you go. Boys. So I don't want to see a commercial. Like you said, all these people that are saying this now, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. I guess you could say, but you know, these guys are a lot older now. They're not in the league. A lot of, you know, a lot of stuff has changed in the league. Um, I think, you know, uh, you know, even if we want to go a little further with the whole uh, the St. Louis Rams players. Mm -hmm. you right. know, so I think, you know, uh, there is a definite spot. I guess I was watching. Uh, what was it? Uh, uh, first take or something. One of those shows like that where they were talking about how sports should always be used as as a platform to talk about issue. Right. Right. You know, so what uh, where do you draw the line on that? You know, I don't know. Is it is it their job to. To govern all these things, 
or like you said, to 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 make us, you know, all of a sudden we're going to listen to you because you're the NFL. And it's a double-edged sword. So we talk about, say, Marshawn Lynch getting fined because he refuses to speak to the press. You have the all the players, NBA players wearing the I Can't Breathe shirts. You have right. the, uh, the Rams players coming out with the hands up, don't shoot thing. Do you guys feel that players should make those kind of statements? Um, whew, man. Part of me thinks yes. Part of me thinks no. Um, you know, how do you feel at your own workplace whenever, you know, a lot of the times they place regulations on talking about politics and, and religion and social matters like that for the sake of it hits close to home to so many different peoples that it could really just create um, uh, a diversion or a lack of focus on what you're there to be paid for. Um so I, I kind of I, I kind of empathize a little bit with that um, because I for one have been been plenty of times where I'm and I'm almost like I'm glad that you know um, we're not supposed to talk about these kinds of things because um, of that. But then at the same time, you know, um, can you really just tell somebody that they can't you know stand up for something that hits hits home like that? You know, and when you do regulate that, is it pretty much just saying that you know you have no voice as long as you're employed by us? You believe what we believe, and we believe to not say anything, you know. So then um, it's not like when you're an NFL player, you have the choice to go work for a Chick-fil-A, you know. It's not like, you know, like when you work, in a, you know, you can go choose to work for uh, somebody else that would allow, you know, that's all there is is the NFL. There's no other football league that, you know, will let you do that. That you can. So you almost like, well, do I just not play football ever again, or do I, you know, so – um it, it's just it's just like i said i i understand a little bit as to why they do it um and i think that um you know um that that ultimately um you should be able to voice your opinion um but no matter what you know anytime you stand up on one side you're gonna you know somebody else is gonna disagree with you and that somebody else is gonna be a fan or is gonna be a certain um demographic sponsor family you know somebody that might have bought a ticket that somebody that might have returned to Sam Bradford jersey, somebody that might have, you know, like, um, you know, used some kind of, um, you know, um, funded somehow, put money somehow into that organization. So um, I guess I didn't really give a definite answer. I just say I can, I can, I understand both sides of it, you know. I mean, I, I guess too, uh, you know, we're in a time now, and, and, I, and I feel old for saying this, but we're in a different time now. Things are, Things are happening quicker and and bigger, and you know you got a lot of stuff going on right now that um, are things that need to be talked about. But I feel like if you talk about these things, you got to be constructive with it. You can't just say stuff just to say stuff and then be mad because you know someone's challenging what you're saying. If you want to talk about it, let's talk about it. Let's put it out there. We can talk about it on this podcast, you know, whatever. Talk about it, but what are solutions? What are things that we can do to make this better? You know, putting Chris Carter on TV in a commercial is not going to make it better. All right, so what happens? You know, it, the, the Ferguson stuff, the New York stuff, what, what needs to happen? You know, what, what are things that can happen to make this better? Not, well, this cop is racist or this person doesn't like white people or whatever. That's mm -hmm. not fixing anything, right. you know? So what fixes the problem? Right. I'm going to ask you that. What do we do to fix these problems? You mean like with the CBA or anything, with the NFL? Just, just uh, anything in general, yeah. So 
to me, the, the NFL deal, what needs to happen is it needs to be taken on a case-by-case basis. I can agree with certain points of their CBA. So they say things like, you know, uh, the commissioner's exempt list. Something goes down, you get put on the commissioner's exempt list, you, you're allowed to be paid, but you're not allowed to play until it's litigated. I can agree with that a little bit. I know the, the players union says, no, they, you should be able to play and do whatever until your, your case has been completely litigated, which if you have that, you know, maybe there's a murder case. Let's just say the Ray Lewis things happened during the season. I mean, can you seriously have him play? But let's look at on the flip side, Ray McDonald, who plays for the 49ers. He was arrested on domestic abuse, but it came back that the, all the charges were dropped. Um, and that the police said that he was not in the wrong. So, I mean, it, it, you can't just have kind of this. Ob- it's a they the NFL wants to p- apply an objective ruling to things that are subjective. So I would say it's case by case, depending on what's happening. You know, Ray, Ray McDonald, he says he's innocent. OK, you play. However, we can you should also be able to retroactively say you get punished. You go to jail for a year. We can now sue to get back that money that you made while you played for us. Plus, you already losing your future earnings. You know, so you should to me, that's how it should be. It shouldn't be kind of this. Here's how it is. You get in trouble uh, and that's it. This is how it goes. No, it's got to be a case by case thing. So that's how I would handle it um, going forward. And so that's why I say it, it disappoints me as a fan to see the NFL act in this manner to to sit here and say act as if, you know, we're going to change domestic violence. You can't. If that were the case, sports leagues would have we could have been on top of homelessness poverty we could have been trying to eradicate all this stuff years ago this is just them trying to save face just trying to look good and ironically i read that stat somewhere that the uh, number one night for domestic violence every year is super bowl sunday wow um, yeah so um, hey roger you listening because yeah he said in his deposition he does not listen to criticism he does not listen to what's going on which i think is a lie but yep. whatever continue uh, but also uh i kind of wanted to get your your insight as well just on the um you know the, the i can't breathe shirts and um and just public displays of that um you know uh i guess to me like i i saw you know people like Tim Tebow um, um, get a lot of flack for standing up or supporting something um, that he was was very close to home, you know. And people thought, oh, he was a you know, for lack of a better word, a media whore, or he was a you know, he wanted to promote Jesus, this, that, and the other, you know. Um, and so I've seen the side of of that to where there's like they put a negative spin on it, you know. And so then you see the side of it that says, okay, well. Now we're wearing the I can't breathe shirts. You know, this is such a positive thing. Why is the NFL doing this? You know, kind of. Um, so I kind of like to get your insight on that because um, I'm not all about just putting on a shirt because something happened. You know, um, you know, if I saw Jared Cook had been, you know, he had a little part of the end zone where it's his charity to, you know, viol- stopping the violence in St. Louis or something like that, and he wanted to come out, you know, wear his shirt, you know, it probably would, I probably would be like, you know what, he deserves to be able to put that shirt on, you know. But if, you know, f- 10 or 12 of them decided to just get together all of a sudden because, you know, it was all of a sudden a popular thing. So, you know, that's that's just not my, you know, I, I just don't. I don't necessarily agree, but what do you think as far as it, well, the, it, fine the fine line there in uh, expressing yourself um, when it comes to these obviously extreme social issues? So, I mean, I, I mean, I, I echo what you said earlier that no matter what you do, no matter what side of the line you're on, if, if we're talking gun rights, if we're talking abortion, we're talking 
uh, LGBT rights, no matter what side that you come out on, when you make a statement, there's going to be backlash. So that's just as an athlete, you have to know that. Number two, you have to realize that most sports fans are idiots. I mean, if we're just going to be honest, most sports fans are sheep and they're idiots. They're not smart. They don't know how to have nuanced conversation. So when you come out and you wear I can't breathe T-shirts, you're going to have people going to say, shut up. I'm, I'm here. Dance, puppet, dance. I'm here to watch you play basketball. I'm here to watch you play football, not make a political statement. What about that bar? Uh, did you read about that bar, that uh, bar and grill in St. Louis that said we're no Again. longer cheering for St. Louis? We're going for the, the So <laughs> I don't know if I said this on the podcast. I said it on Facebook. Let's, I'm going to be completely honest. First of all, there are like maybe 500 real St. Louis fans, Rams fans out there. True. Let's start there. First of all, so, <laughs> so, so to be honest, if that bar is decided they're not going to show Rams games or whatever – they have, just like Jared Cook and Tra- uh, Tavon Austin and Kenny Britton, all those guys have the right to make their speech, their uh, statement about Ferguson. That bar has their right to respond to that. And so if that's what they choose to do, cool. You can do that. Um, and I, while I'm, I may not agree with that stance, but you still have the right to make that statement. So I think it is cool when players make uh, social statements because they, I mean, Charles Barkley says, I'm not a role model, but people still look to you. You can say that all you want, but people are still looking to you. I personally want to know, how do you feel about it? I, I like to engage in these type of conversations. So when Kobe or LeBron or, you know, uh, Darren Williams or never mind, I'm not going to go there. I'm going to stay on topic. Um, when, when they wear these shirts, when they wear these shirts, I think it's a cool thing for them to do that because it brings awareness in, in ways that there may be people who may not know this, who may not know about what's going on. And it may cause them to look into it and it may spark something within them. You know, it's kind of like Tupac says, you know, I forget how the quote goes. I'll be the maybe I won't be the one to 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 spark change, but I will, you know, have influence on the mind to be the that and, and sparks that change. And I, I know I butchered that quote, so don't don't get on me, Tupac fans. <laughs> the one thing the one thing that i just think uh, i think that it's important to if you are going to wear these shirts to you know have some kind of way of of an interview or or whatever it be um to explain yourself you know because i think that um a lot of young people a lot of um a lot of fans they look at um this this blanket um expression and it's not that they say wow you know, I really have got to be more aware of violence, what I listen to, what, you know, this, that, and the other. All I'm seeing is, you know what, they don't agree either. That cop should have been indicted. Cops are bad. F the, you know, boom, boom, boom. So, that you know, that's what they see, you know, the side of it. Now, granted, you know, there's a, there's a right to have that, you know, but that that's where their mind goes to. It doesn't go to, wow, you know what, I really, you know, need to, to be aware of what I'm listening to or what I watch on TV, or what I think that is all of a sudden, you know, like this violence or whatever. I really need to start something in my community. I really need to, you know, educate my kids. I really need to, you know, those steps aren't. So I really would think that if you're gonna if you're gonna come out and make that, you know, then after the game when you give your interview or whatever, tell people why you wore the shirt and tell people what you would like to see happen. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna add on to that too. I think there needs to be follow through. You know. Too many times people get caught up in these movements for whatever, whatever movement. I don't even care what it is because it's the cool thing now. All right. So if you truly mean what you're saying and you really feel the need to wear this shirt, that shirt, you know, don't 
don't eat beef, whatever you want to do. I don't even care what it is. If you truly believe that, run with it and, and, and spark change. You know, the problem is we got so many people nowadays that wear these shirts next week. You don't hear nothing about it. They're not talking about it. They're back to doing the same things they were doing the week before. So, I mean, then it becomes a situation where you're like, I'm not I can't take you serious because if you want to be part of the change and let's talk about it. like you said, let's 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 go a little further with this. Let's you know have some discussions about this. But what are you doing after the fact? You know, and see that's why I'm so disappointed in the NFL because it's it's what they're doing is simply a PR move. It's not that they right. they care because it pays to care, not because they truly want to spark change. So they're throwing money at the situation. They're coming up with these rules because the medium the mob cares. And I'll give you an example. So everyone was outraged at Ray Rice. Everyone was outraged at Adrian Peterson, right? Mm-hmm, Dwight mm-hmm. Howard, this is, you can go look. If you go Google Ooh, this right yes. now, if you look it up, uh, November 18th is when I seen the, the latest timestamp that Dwight Howard had a child abuse case in the state of Georgia, I believe, that was, that was closed but reopened. Allegedly, he, he hit his son, I believe, with a belt buckle. Now, everyone was so upset. At, at the Minnesota Vikings. Everyone was so outraged that Adrian Peterson would do this to his child. And, I'm, and, and so my response to those people, do you need a picture book of Dwight Howard's kids' injuries to be outraged? Right, I mean, right. where are you? You were, so, you were so pissed off, you know, in September. Now we're in November. You're nowhere to be found. And so, again, for those people who are in the fight to help against child abuse, to help against domestic violence, I applaud you. But I say this to my shame. I say this to... Most sports fan shames. We don't care. We want these guys to entertain us. We don't True. care about uh, looking at the NFL about how this league chews these guys up and spits them out and how their bodies are battered, bruised, and broken once they're done. We just, what do you do for my fantasy team? Hey, I mean, we just talked about doing the show. What do you do for my fantasy team? What do you do for my favorite team? That's all we really care about at the end of the day. We're, and we're not uh, concerned about, about these guys' lives or, you know, again, it just it's like you said, it's good in the moment. It makes you feel good to say that I'm better than Adrian Peterson. I would never do that to my child. I would never do that to that extent, to that extent. Now, let OK, right, so right, to, right. I would never go to that extent or I would never hit my wife. I would never do those things. I'm better than him. And so that's right. all we care about. Yeah, I mean, you, you 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 look at it like that. True. I mean, it's it's a it's a weird Weird situation because because of that, I'm I'm one of those dudes that I don't look to actors or football players or basketball players, and I, to be honest with you, for lack of a better term, I couldn't give a crap what you have to say about it because your voice means no more to me than A Ward sitting next to me or you sitting next to me. It, it your your voice carries no more clout because you can reach a whole more uh, a, a bigger uh, group of people, right? But what you say doesn't hold more water than what you have to say, you know. And I think. That's the issue right there is we've given these people so much power over our brains. Like you said, a lot of sports fans are complete morons. They can't think for themselves. They don't know how to think for themselves. Everything is uh, scripted out for them by SportsCenter or Fox or whatever, right? Fox Sports or whatever you may watch. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm with that. I mean, I, I guess one thing I wanted to jump back to real quick is you had talked about or one of y'all talked about. Um, actually, I think it was a word. Um, you know, running with an issue because someone might not know. You know, I've, I, I live in Lee Summit. I go to church in Blue Springs. So I'm suburban, you know, out in the suburbs. And I truly, in my heart of hearts, believe 
that there are people that truly don't know about some of the stuff that goes on because they've never had to do oh, yeah, it. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, and so I go to church with a lot of cats that are uh, cops. So I know, you know, do I think they're bad cops? I certainly do. Do I think there are just bad people? There certainly are. You know, it's, it's, it doesn't change anything, but, you know, it's, it's uh, me and you have kind of talked about this, you know, a little bit, uh, I think, last week or something like that. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, so to to kind of bring it back home, two points, and then we can we can close out unless you guys have something else. One, when you talk about cops, because I know you said that, to me the thing, and this ties in with the NFL, is that the NFL can't look to the paying public to change their players from within. It has to be their peers. So, so from from what I mean by that is, if there is a a bad cop, a bad cop within your department. Yes, we as the public need to put pressure on trying to identify those people and getting them out of a position of such power. But from the inside, it's got to be cops. It's got to be your peers who make that change in the same way. If we know if we have a friend who has a problem, I can't look to, you know, an after school special. I'll use this as an example. Um, let's just talk about deadbeat dads. So I just watched the Fresh Prince episode. I'm kind of going in a circle here. Freshman's episode with his father. Really great episode. So if we know we have a friend who likes to sleep around, he has several kids and whatever he's not taken care of. I can't say, hey, sit down and watch this Fresh Prince episode and 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 see how let's let's have this conversation. I need to get with this guy life on life and say we you need to make a change. Cops have to do that within their own department. And I know for them it's tough because you, it's a union the blue line you yeah. don't right you don't cross that line and from yeah, an yeah. nfl standpoint if you know you got a guy in your locker room who is a problem let's just say let's use percy harvin <laughs> percy harvin <laughs> let's yeah, use exactly. percy harvin people have to step up and say dude you have got to change it around i pick on chris carter for being a self-righteous guy now that he's off the field but mm-hmm. however someone stepped up he got cut from the eagles someone people stepped up in his life within his profession to say you need to turn it around and right. he's done that for others michael irvin is someone else Deion sanders is someone else who mentors these young guys chris carter helped uh, randy moss so people within know? that profession have to step it up and say hey this isn't this isn't cool you're going to throw away an incredible and no you can't save everybody some people mm-hmm. cannot will not be saved right go ahead the problem with that is people don't want to invest so let's just get straight to the point here. People don't want to invest in other people. Um, it's easy for me to, uh, you know, see someone every now and again and be like, hey, I love you, brother. I love you, sister. Da, 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 da. You know, you're a great person. Da, 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 da. No. You know, if you really want to help people get down on their level, if you really want to be involved with someone, you know, on, on, a, on a personal level, then get personal with them. Um, a lot of times I think we get in a, a situation where everything is just so high level that, um, you know, we've turned into the whole Facebook, Twitter uh, lifestyle where, you know, 99% of the people on your Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, are people you never talk to. And there you go. So that right there is, is, is an issue because if, if I, I know you well enough for years now, right? If I, if I thought for one second that you were doing something, let's just throw a hypothetical, you were cheating on your wife. Let's just say that. And I knew this was happening. I feel well within my rights to say I know you well enough to be like, what are you doing? Right. Right. The problem is people, two things, they don't know people well enough to know these kind of things. Number two, I don't want to get into your personal right, business. Right, da, da, right. Da, da. You need people sometimes to get in your backside and just be like, what are you doing? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got something you want to add? 
no, no, no. I'm yeah, I'm, and I figure you guys touched on all those points, so I think you have one more. Yeah, yeah, and this is it. You know, this is kind of like my final. This is my sports reporter's moment. Yeah, this is my uh, John Saunders moment. We've panned to you. <laughs> right? So, sports fans, I know, like I said, I, I, I may have insulted a lot of you by calling you sheep and stupid, and, um, you know, I don't take that back in the moment right now. I don't. Um, and the reason I say that is because a lot of people, again, when it comes to these issues of what I feel of, of being the NFL abusing its power, um, most people don't care. They, like I said, they just want to be entertained. But really think about what you're supporting. Think about what you're giving your money to from a sports standpoint. Um, and again, I'm an NBA fan and they've had some issues with some emails with owners making, you know, some, you know, some statements that I, I wasn't too comfortable with. Um, and so it's caused me to reflect on, again, how do I support this sport or, or should I continue to support this sport? In a, the NFL is the largest uh, sports league in our country in terms of popularity, uh, viewing sizes and for all the issues that they've had this year. Uh, with women and children uh, being put in compromising positions or in vulnerable positions, the viewership has never been higher. Attendance has never been higher. Women's uh, attendance or, or participation in the game has never been higher. And it shows that, again, that we are allowing a league to do whatever it wants to us. And we just are simply saying, cool, we're fine with it. So really think about whether you want to support the league or not just the NFL. It could be whatever sport that you're passionate about. If you find some inconsistencies that contradict your moral compass, really think about that. Um, because again, we make these leagues what they are. If we don't watch, if we don't gamble, if you do that type of thing, if we don't do fantasy leagues, if we uh, don't attend the games, buy the jerseys and all that stuff, there is no NFL. There is no NBA. There is no sports if we don't consume it. So please think about it. Don't just be a sheep. Don't be an idiot. Be smart. And that is my commentary. <laughs> so uh, we thank you guys for listening. Thanks to the homie Jesse Abbey for coming out. Shouts out once again to Trent for hosting us in the MMP studios. For A-Ward, I'm Carlos Johnson. Thank you for listening. Once again, hit me up on Twitter, Facebook. Or hit these guys up on their social networks and let you know what you think. We'll probably split this up because it's kind of like we were having fun and we got really serious. So we'll split this up, uh, you know, if you know if the homie Trent can make that happen for us. He yep. kind of sh- sh- shrugged the shoulders like, this is what I do. Don't, don't question me, fool. Um, so until next time. Uh, it's a black and a white thing. We'll holler at y'all, man. Peace. Peace.